0: Hey and welcome to the Mum Boss Method podcast. I hope that you are well. I probably should tell you that I'm recording this in half term. My son is in the room next to me and he is very loudly talking to all of his friends on his PlayStation. So if you can hear preteen boy yelling in the background, that's what it is. Don't worry. No pre-teen boy was harmed in the recording of this podcast, but they might be afterwards. Um, I have already asked him to keep it down. We shall see, shall we? Um, in this episode, what I wanted to do was to answer um, some of the questions that have been coming up in my four-week Mum Boss Boost and i thought it would be a really good idea because we've had some great questions this round and i am running another boost starting on the 26th of june and i thought it would be great to share with you some of the things that we talk about and if you are interested in finding out more about that boost um, even if you're if you, even if you're listening to this after the twenty sixth of June, you can still find out about when my next one is. Just get in contact with me. The way best way to do that is to check the show notes, or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, or on my website, themumbossmethod.com. So, yeah, I've collected together some questions from my clients, and I thought I'd take some time um, to go through those and. If you like it, give me the feedback, let me know because I'll do more of these going forward. So, um let's start with one of the questions that was about uh, going out, eating out and things like that and how to track your food, uh, track your calories whether you're using an app or whatever when you're eating out. And um this is a great question so there's a couple of ways that you can do it now this particular client was talking about going out for afternoon tea at the Chelsea Flower Show now firstly that's not something that you do every week it's not something that you do it probably even a couple of times a year because the Chelsea Flower Show is just once a year but um something like an afternoon tea is notoriously difficult to track so my advice to my client on that situation is this is like a once in a lifetime situation you know if you really are an afternoon tea fan I personally am I love afternoon tea then this is a situation where you just go you know what I'm just going to go and enjoy this. I'm not going to worry about my calories. I'm not going to worry about my food. But maybe what I will make sure that I do is I'm going to eat that afternoon tea and then probably not, you know, need a huge, great big dinner in the evening as well. And you just accept that that is going to be a day where you're likely to go over your calories. We we did a bit of research around afternoon teas because you can you can find some afternoon teas on things like MyFitnessPal and and they varied from something like 800 calories to like 1,200 calories and it obviously is really going to to depend everyone's a little bit different like my husband loves the sandwiches on an afternoon tea and I obviously love the cakes particularly the scones so. Um, yeah, that was that was kind of my advice to her is you know just go and enjoy it. It's not something that you do all the time. But if you're generally just going out for dinner, there's a couple of tips here. So lots and lots of restaurants are on things like My Fitness Power NutriCheck. So, you know, if I take Pizza Express, most of the Pizza Express menu is on NutriCheck, but if you're going to more of a small independent restaurant then it's probably not going to be on NutriTech or my MyFitnessPal. So the best thing that you can do if they don't have the calories on the menu but you want to track it is to um, do your best guess. Just go with your best guess. So let's pretend that you have Hunter's Chicken. Why did I say that? I don't know. I don't eat meat but I remember pub food hunter's chicken always used to be something I really liked so um, you would go and find a hunter's chicken and you'd probably find six or seven entries and I'd pick like the middle one the middle calorie version of that or you can overestimate and, and pick the highest calorie version of that because we know that tracking is something that is you know it's not a hundred percent accurate anyway I could be sitting here I don't I'm not but I could be sitting here with an apple in each hand right and if you look on my fitness power and apples about 95 calories well are both of these apples going to be 95 calories or are is one going to be 90 calories and one's going to be 105 like it's it's a, always a bit of guesswork so just do your best there's no need to try and be perfect with this okay so so do your best and i would i would say that there's a real big difference between kind of going out for that afternoon tea and that's a bit of a one one off to if you regularly go out for dinner maybe once a week as a family you know we always used to do this we'd go out for dinner every friday night to save me cooking on a friday if you regularly have a dinner out then i would say you know, you need to probably make some attempt of tracking it. Um, but if it's something that's really special, or it's a celebration, then, you know, that's a no. I'm just going to go, I'm going to enjoy it, and then I'm going to draw a line under it. So that was my tip for my client on that one in particular. Um The next question that we talked about was uh, about protein, and how to up your protein in you know in the best way possible and the particular question i got with was without spending loads and loads of money on you know high protein snacks let's be really clear here protein is quite expensive okay so you know, whether you're eating meat, fish, veggie and vegan alternatives or you're buy- buying the high protein snacks like the protein yogurts, the protein mousses, the protein puddings, protein bars, it's expensive. That's why when you go out for dinner, your meals, the smallest part of your meal tends to be the protein and the rest of it is lots and lots of carbs because that protein is the, hu- the most expensive part of your meal. And so this is This is something that we need to accept that protein is expensive. Now, that being said, the protein goals that I set my clients, and for most women that I work with, I'm looking for them to hit 100 grams of protein minimum. Okay, that is quite achievable on a regular diet that includes things like meat, fish, eggs. vegan or veggie alternatives and you might need to top up using maybe once a day a protein powder a protein bar a protein like yogurt pudding or something like that um so with this client in particular when we talked about what what was going on with her diet is i was noticing that most of her protein was coming in her evening meal her breakfast and her lunch were really light on protein and so therefore she was having to rely on protein yogurts and protein and um, puddings and things in order to boost that protein um target up or protein goal up so what i would suggest here and what i did suggest is that you actually um you distribute your protein through all of your meals in your day. So for example, if you're having a chicken salad for lunch, just have more chicken. If your breakfast is Weetabix of milk, how can you make that protein breakfast so what can you swap that to could it be eggs could it be some greek yogurt could you have some yogurt on the side um or do you follow it with a protein shake if you really really enjoy um weetabix so rather than trying to rely on loads and loads of protein specific snacks because as soon as you put word protein on them they're going to increase the price try to just increase your portions of protein in all of your other meals so if you're currently having 150 grams of greek yogurt for breakfast and you're struggling to hit your protein goal have 200 grams if you're having a small chicken breast for your lunch have a larger chicken breast or one and a half chicken breast if you're having a small steak for dinner have a larger one So increasing your protein and then maybe topping that off with one of those protein type snacks like the yogurts, the bars, etc. per day. Oh, Henry's making some groaning noises. Okay, um, we did have a big question about scale weight, body fat measurements. I'm going to do a separate podcast on that. So look out for that in the next couple of weeks. Next question, how many times a week should I exercise? I love this question. So I've talked about this a lot recently. I've been really um, quite keen to make sure that the message comes across that exercise is the number one most important thing you can do for your health and your own self-care, okay? irrespective of fat loss, you should be exercising. So when people come and work with me, when women come and work with me, my aim is to get them exercising a minimum of three times a week, and then adding their steps. So trying to get them as close to 10,000 steps a day on top of that. Okay. Now, for many women that come and work with me, they are quite new to exercise. So Let me be really clear. Three times a week of exercise does not have to be three one hour sessions in the gym. We start small. So we will start with three 15 to 20 minute workouts. If you have a gym membership, great, you can go to the gym if you want to and do that. If you don't, fine, we'll do it at home. Doesn't matter. I provide workouts for the gym, for home if you've got weights at home and for home if you don't have weights at home, okay? And that leads me on to kind of the type of exercise that that you're doing as well, because a connected question to that was one of my ladies really enjoys running, but should she be doing more resistance training along with it? Now, this is really important as well, is that if you are a runner or a cyclist and you have goals to, you know, run a race in a certain time or cycle a race in a certain time or you know you want to do some like an endurance type sport then that should be the main bulk of your training because i want you to be better at you know i want you to to be able to do those sports but if fat loss is your goal then i would really like for those three um sessions to be resistance training sessions either using weights or your body weights and then if you want to add on cycling or running or swimming on top of that brilliant now i have done a podcast on this before what is the best weight loss exercise for weight loss and the first rule is what do you enjoy and you know many clients start with me just doing what they enjoy, and I've had a, a conversation with a client this morning. She loves group exercise classes, and then with my encouragement, she's just done her first PT session at the gym and she absolutely loved lifting weights. So now she's going to start working that into her weekly routine as well because weightlifting has so many benefits it is just so good for you and next week's podcast talks about that a little bit more so the minimum time i would like people to be exercising for is three times a week and we work up to about 30 minutes government guidance is actually you know five times a week of 30 minutes of quite intense exercise so we work up to all of this okay great um Next question was, you know, is there such a thing as good and bad food? And I love this question. So I don't like to use the word good and and bad food because I think it does nothing but strengthen diet culture rubbish in your head. The poison is really in the dose. So if you were going out and eating pizza and McDonald's every day and still going after weight loss, that's not going to be optimal for your weight loss or your health. If you occasionally like some chocolate or you occasionally like a glass of wine or you occasionally like some crisps on the side of your lunch, none of that is bad. None of that is bad. So if you start using the the terms good or bad, I've been good, I've been bad, all you are doing is you are reinforcing this poor relationship with certain types of food no food is bad unless you're allergic to it and it's going to make you ill <laughs> okay it, everything can be eaten in moderation so i don't give a list of good or bad foods There's obviously You know, food that is really going to be full of nutrients and really good for you and good for your health. And again, I'm going to do a podcast episode on um, eating for health as well. But what we aim for, what I aim for in the MomBoss method is helping you to have a, a diet. That is really balanced with things that you enjoy and things that are really good for you because we want to make the diet fit into your life not your life fit around your diet okay so that's really really important um okay the other question that we had was about alcohol, and this is something that comes up with I would say ninety percent of the women that I work with because alcohol is a really tricky subject and again I'll touch on this in the podcast episode that I do on um, kind of food quality and things like that but alcohol is one of those things that enjoyed in moderation is absolutely fine. One of the things that I don't encourage is that my clients save loads of calories so that they can drink loads at the weekend but don't meet all of their other nutrition goals so they're not getting in their protein they're not getting in their fruit and veg they're not getting in their fiber okay because actually that's not healthy that is not a healthy way to eat so alcohol can absolutely be included in your diet nothing is banned but you not only do you need to consider the calories that are in alcohol but you need to consider the after effects of the alcohol. Now research shows that two medium glasses of wine will negatively impact your sleep that evening okay and if we think about pouring a glass of wine at home a medium glass of wine isn't actually that big when we consider a a free pour at home and so two glasses negatively, negatively affecting your sleep is quite a lot. And if you're, you know, drinking two, three, four times a week, that's going to be negatively affecting your sleep. Your sleep has a massive impact on your ability to adhere to your nutrition goals. It has, um, you know, the next day if you are tired, you will find it really hard not to reach for high calorie high carb high fat foods um, and you will have less energy to get any movement in so absolutely again i i really want to say i don't ban anything nothing is banned if you drink that's fine but you need to consider the full picture of the drinking and you also need to consider and i challenge all my clients on this how often you're drinking so you know, an understanding units of alcohol and what the, the, the government guidance is. And I've been talking to an alcohol expert recently, and I'm going to hopefully do a podcast episode with her soon as well to go into this in a bit more detail. But, you know, if you're drinking three, four, five times a night, even if that's only one or two drinks, three, four, five times a night, then you might want to look at how that could be negatively um negatively impacting your health and also if your connection to the alcohol is oh it helps me to relax it helps me to wind down I'd also really challenge you on on your self-care and what your self-care routine looks like because there are other ways of relaxing and winding down outside of drinking a glass of wine or a gin and tonic or something again no judgment here i drink i enjoy a drink no judgment but people come to me women come to me because they want to lose weight and they want to feel better and feel more energized and healthy and this is one of those things that is going to take away from that okay um okay so those were the the really common questions that come up um that I just wanted to address in like a 20 minute episode as I said I am currently um I currently have a uh, ru- a round of boost starting on the 26th of June that will be the last one that I run before the summer if you're listening to this after summer come and check out my website mumbossmethod.com and find out when my next one is if you're interested please send me a message um, if you liked this these like regular questions and q a sessions then please let me know and um, i'll do more of them i hope you have an awesome week and i'll speak to you soon bye thank you for listening to this week's episode if you enjoyed it please share it and tag me on instagram at the mum boss method and don't forget to subscribe rate and review the podcast have an awesome week